back to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that discusses Chinese culture and history through the lens of historical Chinese dramas. We are your hosts, Karen and Kathy. Today, we are going to be discussing episode 63 of Zhifou, Zhifou Ying Shu Lu Fei Hong Shou, or the story of Ming Lan. This podcast is in English with proper nouns and certain Chinese phrases spoken in Mandarin Chinese. If you have any questions, please reach out to us via email at Kathy at ChasingDramas.com or else you can reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter at ChasingDramas. Also, please, please, please do leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us to. Let us know your thoughts and anything we can do to improve. Okay, with that, let's get started on our podcast. This episode is going to be pretty plot-focused and quite a bit of book difference or discussion and then also some character analysis, not so much uh, history-driven. I do think these are some of the most interesting episodes to review, and so we'll talk about this later on in our podcast episode as well. It is important to kind of go through, listen to what we say, but then go back and uh, watch the episode because there's so many interesting dialogue nuances that you may not have gotten. And hopefully once we explain some of the uh, power dynamics, it'll make more sense and more interesting when you go back to watch these episodes. We continue the saga of fighting for justice for Grandma Sheng. In the last episode, we found out that Grandma Sheng was poisoned. At first, it seemed like Madame Wang was the culprit, but it turned out to be her evil sister, Aunt Kong, who tricked Madame Wang into giving Grandma Sheng poison. Ming Lan, who leapt into action to find out who did it and protect her grandmother, tricks Aunt Kong into coming to the Sheng Manor and then promptly has her detained. We start episode 63 with the next steps. How will they finally bring justice for Grandma Sheng? Let's see. By now, Minglan has gotten over the shock and worry for Grandma Sheng and is now thinking more clearly. She has a private chat with Madame Wang about what happened and surprisingly is rather forgiving. Madame Wang agrees with Minglan on what to say publicly about why Grandma Sheng is sick and is willing to help Minglan in case the Kong family or the Wang family come to ask what happened. When Minglan brings up the maid who betrayed Madame Wang, though, Madame Wang implores Minglan to be lenient on this maid. This leniency is ultimately why Minglan does not try to push for harsher punishment of Madame Wang. Unlike her sister, Madame Wang may have a bad temper, but never really thinks to harm others. Her character, you would say, is of a higher quality than most others that we see in the drama. That is probably why she was able to raise such intelligent and caring children of her own. Think Hua Lan and Chang Bai. And, to an extent, Rulan. Minglan informs Madame Wang that Grandma Sheng originally wanted to give Madame Wang the quote-unquote keys to the mansion. Grandma Sheng just wanted to wait for Madame Wang to distance herself from Aunt Kong 
and then she would be able to enjoy being a proper madam of the household. Unfortunately, with this incident, all of that would of course be thrown out of the window. Upon hearing this, Madame Wong collapses to the ground, crying. More importantly, though, Ming Lan is thinking about Grandma Sheng's future. If she, Ming Lan, is too harsh on Madame Wong, what will happen to Grandma Sheng? Ming Lan is hoping that by expressing her own leniency towards Madame Wong, she will then in turn treat Grandma Sheng with more respect and deference in the future, which will help. Ming Lan immensely in taking care of Grandma Sheng. And now it is time for Ming Lan to turn her ire towards the Kang family. Mind you, she is also heavily pregnant, which is a rather interesting sight. I don't think I've really seen another drama show a heavily pregnant woman do so much of the dirty work. Well, maybe Empresses in the Palace, but I feel like it was a shorter time period and not as a violent. Ming Lan has her staff tie up Aunt Kang's staff that she brought with her to the Sheng household and to throw all of them in a storage room where Ming Lan starts to question them. Or at least she sits there to say a few words and her staff help her uh, beat <laughs> Aunt Kang's staff into submission. Again, I'm super impressed that Ming Lan doesn't raise her voice whatsoever, but has a level of uh, ruthlessness in her words that scares Aunt Kong's staff. You realize that the moments where Ming Lan is not raising her voice, she has things under control. The moments uh, that are few and far between where she is yelling or screaming, it's when she is actually letting her emotions get to her and she maybe doesn't have as much uh, control of what's going on. We will see that in the next episode, actually. So what does Ming Lan do? Minglan actually has the maid who betrayed Madame Wong also thrown into the room for Aunt Kong's staff to see. This woman is already extremely bloodied, which adds more fear into Aunt Kong's staff as to uh, what they can look forward to. Liu Mama, Madame Wong's head maid elsewhere, was able to trick the two men who are primarily in charge of Aunt Kong's affairs. Uh, they're the tea stewards, a brother uh, pair, so Liu Mana was able to trick them into coming to the Sheng household. They've also been tied up and thrown into the room where Ming Lan is. She tells her staff to put the men in separate rooms to question them separately. It's a little game of uh, game theory going on here. After Ming Lan is done with the staff, she then heads over to the room where Aunt Kong has been tied up. Immediately, Aunt Kong starts cursing at Ming Lan. We talked about this in the last episode, but it is not graceful or poised of her at all to be yelling such words to Ming Lan. I guess before when I watched the show, it didn't really kind of like register in my mind, but maybe after rewatching it a couple times for this podcast, man, the words she says is just not pleasant. It's also not pleasing to the ears. I'm like, can we just, can we just comment on all these curse words? We get your point. Aunt Kong keeps mentioning on, you know, how she's from the Wang family, but it's quite the juxtaposition to see her degrade herself in such a way. She's not classy whatsoever. 
Even with the continued insults, though, Milan does not get angry. She just says to the room that she hates that she has to worry about consequences because otherwise she would just torture Aunt Kong to death for what she has done. Aunt Kong is in disbelief, but Milan doesn't care. I personally want to spend a little bit more time on this conversation because of just how laughable the words coming out of Aunt Kong's mouth are. I'll pick a couple of the highlights. She spews, first off, 你心狠手辣的东西,你早晚都会有报应. This translates to, you ruthless and heartless thing. You'll get your retribution sooner or later. My reaction is, what? You were the one who goaded your sister to poison Grandma Sheng. You were the one who came up with the scheme to use ginkgo sprouts as poison. You also murdered a ton of people. Now you accuse Milan of being a ruthless person? Hmm, please look into a mirror. You're ten times worse. I think maybe a hundred times worse. Milan so far hasn't killed anybody, and you're just like, all right, kill away. The next highlight from Aunt Kong, she then says, wait, so you're only going to punish me? What about my sister who also agreed to this plot? When Milan says, oh, don't worry, Madame Wang will not escape punishment, Aunt Kong then yells, Oh, my silly sister, she raised an ungrateful little wolf. Pause right here. Aunt Kong, you were the one who beautifully schemed to have your sister involved precisely because you knew that if the scheme was discovered, your sister would take the fall for you. Now you throw her under a bus to get punished, and when Minglan says, of course, Madame Wang will also be punished, you then say, oh, what a heartless daughter. Um, of course. Milan is fully justified in everything that she is doing. She's trying to get to the bottom of who poisoned her grandmother. <laughs> you would probably do the same. My biggest gripe right now is that Aunt Kong does not recognize the fact that she did anything wrong. She does not admit nor apologize. She instead tries to find someone, namely her sister, to take the fall. How despicable. Minglan has her maids tie Aunt Kong up using pretty large fabrics against a pole and then has her gagged so that she can stop screaming all these insults. Aunt Kong will be fed some water, but that's it. The point here is to prevent her from harming herself, which would cause more problems for Minglan, but the nannies who are in charge say they've had plenty of experience with women like this, so they know exactly how to counter them. Ha ha ha, look at that. Also, the music in this scene is kind of hilarious because you're just like, wow, I've honestly never seen this type of uh, punishment where <laughs> I feel bad for the actress. She's actually like really gagged or and bound in a, quite a hilarious way. In the midst of all this chaos, though, we see that Madame Hai, or Chang Bai's wife, has sent word of what happened to her husband. This will prove crucial as a... Uh, the next day, the Wang family arrived to uh, appease the conflict. But Minglan is ready. The first person that she has to have on her side is her father. Because no matter what, in this patriarchal society, only the men will have the authority to sway the outcome. So on his way to court, Minglan walks with him through the household to explain what she thinks might happen now that the Wang family are here. If you notice, 
Mingland language is much more deferential than words used the previous day. It is because she needs her father to agree with her now versus yesterday, where she needed her father to actually realize the gravity of the situation uh, with Grandma Sheng. Minglan points out that it's interesting only the Wang family is here, meaning Aunt Kang's own husband is not here. There are only two reasons for that. One, her husband knows what she's done and does not care. Or two, her husband doesn't know at all. Most likely the Wang family, so Aunt Kang's maternal family, doesn't want to uh, alert her husband of what she's done either. The marriage between the Kang and Wang families can't suffer another blow, so to speak. Minglan then explains that um, to explain Uncle Kang's absence, so Aunt Kang's husband, there are only two excuses that can be provided. One is that Uncle Kong is sick and cannot come, or two, that Uncle Kong is too busy and cannot make it. As for the Wong family, there are only three reasons for coming. One, the Wong family doesn't know of Aunt Kong's actions and is here to just ask about Grandma Sheng's health. Two, the Wang family knows what Aunt Kong has done and is here to ask Sheng Hong to forgive Aunt Kong and let her go. Or three, the Wang family will push all of the criminal activity onto Madame Wang to make it so that uh, it is an internal affair in the Sheng family, rather an issue with the Kong or Wang families. Minglan explains all of this to her father to urge him to go to the main hall to hear exactly what the Wong family wants. At first, her father is reluctant because he has to go to court. But Minglan says she's already requested a day off for him, which will actually help his reputation at court. Only then does her father agree to meet the Wong family. This again shows how little he cares about this drama. He's just like, ugh, I'd rather go to court. I don't care that my grandma or my mother is sick and may die. I don't want to find out who is a culprit. I think court is more important. <sighs> now the fun starts. Who do we have in attendance? We have Grandma Wong, the matriarch of the Wong family, and mother of both Aunt Kong and Madame Wong. We also have Master Wong, who is Grandma Wong's son, and also the brother too, of course, Aunt Kong and Madame Wong. We also have Master Wong's uh, wife, we'll call Aunt Wong here. We also have Aunt Kong's son, Kang Jin. And, of course, we have Madame Wong. We'll just put her in the Wong family. It's the Wong side of the family on one side and the Sheng family on the other. The Sheng family, though, we only have Sheng Hong and Ming Lan. Sheng Hong greets the group with respectful bows. He then asks Kang Jin where his father is. Just as Milan predicted, Kang Jin says that his father is not feeling well. The implication is that he probably doesn't know what's going on, and that's why he's not here. The question by Sheng Hong in my mind is rather important because it helps give credence to Milan's warnings earlier. The events are playing out more or less as Minglan predicted. So, Sheng Hong right now, not being an idiot, has some idea of how to react. 
And sure enough, just as Milan theorized, the Wong family knows what happened to Grandma Sheng, aka the poisoning, and is trying to push all of the fault on Madame Wong. Thankfully, Milan had prepped her father because he's rather like, WTF? What the F? Why are you just blaming this on my wife? So he's like, Aunt Kong is not at all at fault here? It's not quite clear here in the drama if the Wong family knows the truth or not. They will in a sec. Right. Um, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt here. Although I would say notice how the Wong family, especially Grandma Wong, starts to belittle Minglan. She starts to say things like, why are you here? This is not a discussion for you. Leave it to the elders. Grandma Wong is already playing the uh, family card, and she is a pretty intelligent woman or cunning woman to do so. Because, you know, honestly, if Milan didn't stand her ground, Milan probably would have been forced to leave the room, and who knows what ha- would have happened. At this point, Minglan is ready to reveal all that she's gathered in the last two days. She has Aunt Kong brought to the hall, who is now in a rather destitute state, and the attendees are shocked at her appearance. Nanny Chi, whose sons were tricked into coming to the Sheng household, has also arrived to scream for her son's whereabouts. But Minglan is unfazed and begins to recount the extent of Aunt Kong's plot to kill her grandmother and take control of the Sheng household, while also sharing the written testimony. The written testimony is crucial. It turns out that the uh, second T son, he's a steward, revealed that two months ago, he connected with an old Taoist priest who specializes in creating harmful medicines. The steward requested the Taoist priest create a poison that can both kill someone very quickly and not be detected by silver. The Taoist suggested using a heavy concentrate of freshly sprouted ginkgo. Once consumed, the person will die swiftly. The room is stunned. Not only does Aunt Kong have nothing to say to what Minglan explains, but Minglan presented written testimony from the steward himself. It's hard to refute this truth. What I think is really funny is that as Minglan continues, Sheng Hong is like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe this. He's also, (laughs) the way he's kind of following the written testimonies as it's being uh, handed out is like, is this really happening? While Grandma Wong's face (laughs) becomes darker and darker. She's great. Notice how she, uh, at first, does take the written testimonies to read, but as more papers are being handed to her, She's just like, nope, and actually doesn't even read the papers anymore, just slams it onto the table without looking at it. It's clear that Grandma Wong knows full well that her daughter plotted this, and it will be very challenging to refute the evidence. So what happened? Aunt Kong's stewards paid a handsome sum of money for the poison, all of the receipts and even an extra bottle of the poison was recovered by Minglan's staff and presented at the hall. One day, Aunt Kong's servant went out to send a plate of food or the, the snacks that we saw desserts 
to Madame Wong to give to Grandma Shang, and that was the dessert that contained the poison. So there you have it. That is the plan of how Aunt Kong plotted to kill Grandma Shang. We do have to give a massive round of applause to Ming Lan for gathering such tight evidence that it is very, very difficult to refute. Notice no one is stepping up to say this is not true, that there are plots, uh, plot holes in the logic. It is very tight and pretty much uh, everything is rounded out by the evidence that she has presented. Well, Aunt Kong tries to, but nobody really says anything about that. They all know she actually did it. With the truth revealed, let me go through the intricacies of the various family dynamics that are playing out. Each person has a role to play, and it's quite important. Grandma Wong wants to push all of the blame onto Madame Wong because it would then end up solely as a Sheng family issue. If Madame Wong is the main culprit, then most likely the Sheng family would hesitate to expose the plot because then it would be the Sheng family that would lose face. This would then also protect Aunt Kong from further harm, but of course, Grandma Sheng's injustice would just fade away. Aunt Wong, so Master Wong's wife, doesn't care at all much of which of the sisters gets implicated as long as it doesn't trace back to the Wong family. That's why she's so upset at hearing Aunt Kong only started procuring ingredients for poison directly after the Wong family returned to the capital. It's because Aunt Kong wanted to use the Wong family for cover and save her from any consequences. Ming Lan can see the family dynamics at play here. She didn't want to be the one to outright say who she thought was the main culprit because she knew that she would get rebuffed. That is why she turned the pointed question around to Grandma Wong. Grandma Wong should be the one to decide which of her daughters is the main culprit, Madame Wong or Aunt Kong. To help her cause, Ming Lan also turns to her father when saying that her grandmother's fate, so Grandma Sheng's fate, is still unknown. There has to be some type of explanation. Only with this prompting does the man of the house pipe up to say that oh, killing an elderly relative is absolutely unacceptable. Okay, can I pause? The scene where uh, he like pulls the, the little vial of like ginkgo sprouts, I'm just like, yes, it's ginkgo sprouts and like kind of gives it to everybody to see. I burst out laughing because I'm like, of course it's ginkgo sprouts. What, are you, what do you expect? <laughs> Right now, the Sheng family, the Kang family, and most importantly, the Wang family are at odds with each other. It's even hard for us in this podcast to uh, enumerate each line of dialogue, but this episode does require repeat viewing. You will see through each line of dialogue in like the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes especially, that each person is trying to push their agenda and also push away the blame because they don't want their own families to be implicated. It's particularly obvious, especially when Aunt Wong, so uh, like you could say Uncle Kong's husband, is kind of piping up to say all of this 
should not be a problem for the Wang family. She doesn't care at all about the Sheng family or the Kang family. She doesn't care who ultimately hurt Grandma Sheng. But her position is, I don't want my family, the Wang family, to have to deal with the aftermath. At the end of the episode, Aunt Kong cries to her mother that she is being abandoned, that she is suffering so much. Everything that she's done is because her life sucks and she cannot be returned back to her husband she, because she will be destroyed. Most everyone in the group is in agreement that Aunt Kong is the ultimate culprit here, but her maid and son tries to uh, drag her away to leave the Sheng Manor. That is where the episode ends and where we will pick up in the next podcast episode. So as Karen mentioned before, there aren't going to be any historical analysis here, but I want to start with the book analysis and then let's end with character analysis. So this episode follows rather closely with the book, but the book provides a little bit more detail on the different characters' motivations and thoughts. So I want to expand more uh, of that here. Let's start with the end of the conversation with Minglan and Madame Wong at the beginning of the episode. Minglan informs Madame Wong as to why Grandma Sheng chose Madame Wong for a daughter-in-law. It's because, at the end of the day, Madame Wong is not a bad person. When Minglan leaves, Madame Wong falls to the floor a crying mess. So this is pretty close to the book, and that's depicted in the show. At this point in the book... Madame Wong reminisces about her childhood and how everything got to this step. When she was young, she was raised by her aunt and uncle and treated as a princess. She returned to the capital when she was around 10, but constantly felt beneath her sister and the rest of the socialites in her circle. Madame Wong tried to act like her sister to fit in, even though deep down she really wanted to stay in the small village with her aunt and uncle and live a carefree life. She grew up. And of course, we saw what happened, the rest is history. In recent years, everyone from her daughter to her son to her maids tried to persuade her to enjoy life and let go of past grievances. But Madame Wong chose to ignore them and turned away everybody else's uh, good advice and instead pushed herself towards her sister, Aunt Kong. She enjoyed listening to the vile gossip from her sister. Pretty soon, Madame Wong, she realized, turned into a vindictive person similar to her sister, who believed that the whole world did her wrong. Right now, it's as though Madame Wong woke up from her dream. In the book, she reflects how did her life turn out so horribly? If her aunt and uncle saw her now, what would they think? Madame Wong, in this uh, kind of reflection, thought on asking her daughter and her son for help. But she also thought, how would they look at their mother now? A mother who tried to kill their grandmother. I really like this snippet into Madame Wong's thoughts because this again shows that deep down, Madame Wong isn't a bad person. She's just not a very smart one. It might be because that she's soft-hearted and she's easily manipulated. But she really just wants to be... Uh, like a widely liked person and enjoys being the madam of the household. In the book, the third son, whom we haven't seen in a long time, Chang Feng and his wife, whom we actually never may uh, meet in the drama, 
cleverly ignore everything that is happening in the rest of the Sheng family. Well, mainly, Changfeng's wife is like, we're not going to get involved. Next, let's get to the whole deposition with the Wang family. First off, it's not really clear in the drama, but in the book, Grandma Wang really didn't know that Aunt Kong was the mastermind of the plot before heading to the Sheng family. She was just informed that it was Madame Wang. One character in the drama that doesn't get much screen time, but acts in a particular way is, as we talked about earlier, Aunt Wang, the wife of Uncle Wang. I mentioned earlier that Aunt Wang in the drama mainly just wants to make sure the Wang family isn't implicated. However, in the book, there's another reason. Her son married Aunt Kong's daughter. Unfortunately, her daughter-in-law is as evil and vile as her mother. Aunt Wang secretly hates Aunt Kong and will try everything and anything to get rid of this woman. Hmm. Let me discuss a little bit more about Ming Lan pushing Grandma Wang to face the fact that this whole mess was the result of her two daughters. In the book, it is clearly stated that it's a uh, kill three birds with one stone scheme. First, someone from the Wang family will face punishment, whether it's Aunt Kong or Madame Wang. Second, Grandma Wang will face guilt of making this choice for the rest of her life because she will be the one who... I guess, pushes one of her own daughters to their ultimate demise. And three, the Wong family and the relationship between the siblings will forever be tainted after this decision. Because Grandma Wong makes the final decision, the resulting aftermath stays with the Wong family forever. The Sheng family ultimately are just victims. Aunt Wong in the book actually is very impressed with Minglan's scheme. So this is, again, the wife, because she doesn't have as much skin in the game. The rest of the episode actually follows the book almost verbatim, even with a quick shot of Madame Hai, or Changbai's wife, praying for Changbai to return, uh, was actually pulled directly from the book. So it was good to see that, uh, you know, it made it into the drama. All right. So let's finish with a character analysis. First up is Madame Wong. We've talked about her at length already. Again, at the end of the day, Madame Wong isn't a bad person. She's just not as sharp as the rest of her family. She's constantly put in a bad situation because she doesn't know how to dispute the twisted story that is presented to her. Remember Mistress Lin? And now we have, of course, Aunt Kang. She's easily manipulated, and the target for much of Aunt Kong's gaslighting is, unfortunately, her. We see time and again that her only response to Aunt Kong in this episode is, You manipulated me, or this is a false accusation. Honey, we really want to help you, but we can't. Next, we have Aunt Kong. Can I say, first, kudos to the actress Zhang Yanyan. Well, I'll say this quite often, but she does an excellent job. What's more, in this episode, even though she's screaming or bound tightly, I can quite clearly understand every single word that is spoken, which, in my opinion, is quite a feat. Yeah, currently in uh, Chinese entertainment, there has been lots of ridicule for actors and actresses who cannot act or actually you cannot understand what they're saying without the use of subtitles. 
and dubbing. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I mentioned in my um, Luo Yang review where I couldn't understand half of what's going on. So at least no matter uh, in this drama, no matter how much you despise Aunt Kong, you can understand every single word that's coming out of her mouth. (laughs) Yes. Now back to the character. I think here's how I want listeners to see her now. She constantly plays the victim card and basically gaslights everyone around her. She is that master manipulator who pushes all of her wrongs to other people. When the evidence was brought forth, Aunt Kong's immediate reaction was to push all of this to Madame Wong. She says she only did her bidding. It's quite fascinating to watch. This evil woman will drag anyone down. Aunt Kong is also a frequent user of the yi ku ar nao san shang diao tactic, which is first cry, then make a ruckus, and then pretend to commit suicide. People can't really do anything about her because, I mean, what can you do? You have a basically crazy woman threatening to kill herself every single time she has, and then when she isn't trying to kill herself, she's trying to kill you. That's a question to everyone here. What can you do when you have somebody like Aunt Kong? Quite honestly, I'd be quite lost on how to deal with her. Yeah, uh, I feel like I need a therapist to explain what you would do in real life when faced with someone like this. Okay, let's talk about Sheng Hong. In this episode and in the next, he's only half useful. He knows at a high level what is right and wrong. But deep down, I talked about this, he just doesn't want to deal. (laughs) You will notice that almost every comment he makes during the, I guess, face-off is prompted by someone, mostly Ming Lan. (sighs) What a disgrace of a son. In the book, a lot of his posturing is also because he knows that he has to act a certain way, namely the outraged son, to uh, preserve his reputation. It isn't as though he really cares about Grandma Shang. It's more that he knows he should care about her. So has to at least like say a few things to that effect. Pay attention when Grandma Wong begins to play the family card, especially about how the Wong family uh, aided him throughout the years and that uh, they allowed Madame Wong to marry him when he really didn't have any uh, status back in the day. Sheng Hong immediately softens his stance against the Wang family. But then is uh, more or less steered back on path by Ming Lan. This gets particularly bad in the next episode. uh, And it's quite infuriating to watch, honestly. And then finally, we will talk about Grandma Wang. She's not a character to be trifled with whatsoever. She is rather uh, a dangerous character. She is cunning and sharp, and she knows exactly what cards to play to the right people. She plays the I'm the elder card in front of Ming Lan, and she plays the doting mother-in-law in front of Sheng Hong. This effectively shuts them up for a spell. If Ming Lan was a uh, lesser woman, she probably would have cowered at Grandma Wong's gravitas or wrath or even just her words. But Grandma Wong wasn't able to smooth the situation because she underestimated Ming Lan in this episode. 
Grandma Wong, at the end of the day, is, uh, you can say, a good mother. The problem is that she unconditionally accepts her daughter, Aunt Kong, and will turn a blind eye to pretty much everything she's done. At the end of the episode, it looks like Grandma Wong chose Madam Wong. But is that really the case? Everyone believes so, except for Mingline. So we will see what happens in the next episode to uh, understand how cunning this Grandma Wong really is. And that's it for today's podcast episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you are looking for a platform to watch Chinese dramas and you are in the U.S., take a look at our sponsor, Jubao TV, where you can stream Chinese dramas and movies online through their streaming platform, Jumo, XUMO, or else via Xfinity on TV and Cox Contour. The shows and movies are all free and they have English subtitles as well. The music that you hear is written by Bing Jiu Wen Yujun and played by Karen. Thank you all so much for listening.